Greetings, everyone. Welcome to D Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just test voice. Let's welcome our guest. Kelly Morgan healed IBS IBS, by adopting adopting a plant-based diet. diet. Please click like to help be green with Amy. Amy. Welcome Welcome Kelly Morgan. Morgan. Greetings and welcome Kelly. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. It's a pleasure. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I'm a big fan. And today, Green Warriors, Kelly is going to chat with us about IBS and also cook delicious whole food plant-based dishes, which I'm looking forward to. An estimated 10 to 20% of the general population suffers from irritable bowel syndrome, IBS. And that accounts for about 4 million doctor visits a year. And Kelly, you were one of those patients. Yes, I was. And I took up a lot of those doctor visits. I will tell you, I started having tummy trouble I would say almost as early as I can remember, but probably around middle school is when I started to see doctors. I'm lucky my dad is a physician, so I had no shortage of access to doctors. Years in, I mean, literally I went to doctors for decades, had colonoscopies, tests run, and nobody could ever figure out what's wrong with me. And back then, if you have IBS, they tell you what that means is we believe you that your tummy hurts, but we don't know what's going on. Luckily, science has gone a little farther now in IBS is a true diagnosis. It's not truly just um, an exclusion diagnosis. And we do know that people who suffer from irritable bowel do have gut dysbiosis. They have their nerves in their intestines are a little bit overactive. So there's a whole host of ways that you can help people with IBS. So you've been, you were suffering a long time with those symptoms. So, so what happened? What, what, uh, when did you learn about, well, when did you, you first discovered that you had this, what, what happened? I got the official diagnosis when I was, I mean, it's kind of funny when I was working in one of the top hospitals in New York state as a dietetic intern, I was so in so much pain and so uncomfortable. I would take a bar. That's the only thing I'd have for lunch. And I couldn't eat breakfast because if I ate anything during the day, I was in so much pain. I couldn't even do my work. And it was a stressful situation being an intern. So stress and and IBS absolutely go together. So that's when I got my official diagnosis. um, And but it wasn't until about five more years till I really learned how to help myself. And you'll appreciate this as a mom. When I became a mom, when I became a mom, I said, I have got to get a handle on this and really figure out what's wrong because I don't have time for tummy aches as a new mom. Oh right. Goodness. I want to have the energy to keep up with my daughter. I want to be the best mom I can. So I'm just going to do what I do best. I'm going to dig into the research. I'm going to look at not necessarily alternative medicine, but doctors who are more open to um, food as medicine and more natural medicine. And I was able to fix myself, which is truly amazing. If you suffer with IBS today, I feel you, I feel your pain and I know how much it hurts and I know it can feel hopeless and helpless, but you do have the power three times a day when you eat to make a significant difference in your health. Oh my goodness. Wow. So I guess that was part of the reason why you decided to go into medicine. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I became a dietitian because I wanted to figure out what was wrong with me. And I, I always knew, even, even though the doctors told me food had nothing to do with it, even though I went to a registered dietitian and she really didn't have any weight, I could tell when I ate better. And again, this is the late 90s. So eating better in the late 90s is a whole lot different than eating better nowadays. But I could tell when I ate better or if I didn't eat, I felt better. So I knew if food was causing me problems, it could be my medicine to help me as well. And that's what dietitians do. Dietitians, we love medicine. We love, you know, the healthcare system, but we are food focused. We want to help you change your diet so that you can change your health because it is so much more powerful than most people will give it credit for. Oh my goodness. Wow. What a journey. And I just can't, just thinking about going, going through the schooling that you did and all the stress and, and having to have these strategies to deal with the pain and, and, and all the other things that come along with having IBS, but yet you, you kept plugging on through and made it through and then going through a pregnancy. I mean, going through a pregnancy is uh, challenging enough. Well, I'll tell and, you, my IBS was a lot better when I was pregnant. Hmm. It was a lot better. It was really, I, it was like, oh, the skies parted. And I um, enjoy being pregnant for that reason. My stomach got a lot better. I don't know why, but hmm. sometimes that will happen when people have kind of autoimmune issues. It either can get a lot worse when you're yes. pregnant or you can get some relief. And I was very lucky that I mean, oh. it didn't go away yes. when I was pregnant, but I felt better than I usually did. And I also was eating better, right? Because I was yeah. pregnant of my, my little baby inside. <laughs> 17 years ago, she's getting ready to celebrate her 17th birthday. Oh my goodness. Look at that. And you've been able to be a, a, a mom who was present. Yes. Because yes. you discovered how to resolve these symptoms. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I have so much energy. My husband thinks I should be studied by science because <laughs> I, don't, I don't require sleep. I don't sleep very much. I have endless energy, more energy today at 41 than I had at 21. So it is proof you can kind of age backwards if you take care of yourself. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, what we're going to do now is we're going to play a little game called True or It's time for True or False on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below. And Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. Okay. So we talked about food and what it can do for you. So let's see. Our, our first question is true or false. Kelly was addicted to frozen yogurt. And I'm assuming it wasn't plant-based. <laughs> true or false? True. And let me tell you, if you have IBS, you probably relate to this. It feels good going down. Hmm. So I, it felt good going down. So in high school, my sweet husband, who was my boyfriend, he would take me to frozen yogurt every day. And we had TCBYs back then. And sometimes yeah. we would go two times a day. That's how much I loved my frozen yogurt. And when I was a dietitian working in the hospital, they had a frozen yogurt machine. And, you know, I was hitting up that frozen yogurt machine every day. I had no idea what was happening once that frozen yogurt got into my intestines, what it was doing, all that dairy. But it definitely felt good going down. So that's one of the reasons why I ate it. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that people are probably out there even now self-medicating with things like that that maybe feel good going down but may not be Absolutely. Toast, you know, dry bread, you know, gluten bread, you know, things that crackers, things that really feel good going down because they're so processed. They don't need a lot of digestion. Mm, Those feel okay. good to you when you have IBS because your nerves are like, 
and your intestines. So when you get a salad going down there and it's, or, you know, some, oh my goodness, maybe some oatmeal, you know, it can be like, oh, you feel it. But something, you know, that's pretty much digested in your mouth, it doesn't hurt as bad in that moment. It's making it worse long-term, but it feels better in that moment. So I, I would imagine that might even extend out to other digestive issues that people have, that the very foods that could heal them may not feel good as at first because they, they're not understanding the protocol and they're right. doing things to self-medicate that can be advancing and, and oh my. Wow. Okay. Well, here's a fun one. And you you talked about your boyfriend bringing you yogurt and everything. So let's see. True or false? Kelly's family is vegan. What do you guys think? They're going to type in their answers and you can just go ahead and say, what is the answer? You think Veggie Mom Cook's family is vegan? (gasps) They are not. They are not vegan. They are not vegan. I have five family members. So I have my husband. He's a Kentucky boy. He does like my plant-based eating, but doesn't really think about food like I do. I dream of food. I think about my next meal as I'm eating. He is just not that way. So he eats, you know, whatever he likes, but he does like my plant-based eating. I have a 17, almost 17 year old daughter. And I am very lucky from the moment she was born. She has been my fruit and vegetable eater. We eat a very, very similar diet. We are like little foodies together. We're like always thinking about what our next meal is going to be. So I patted myself on the back because she was my first baby. And I said, Oh, I, I know, I know how to raise a baby who's vegan and who wants to eat all their fruits and vegetables. And God humbled me with my second pregnancy. My little boy, he is now 13. He was my little vegan baby until he hit about eight. Ah. And now he's your typical 13-year-old boy. He would live on Doritos and Coke if I let him. So there's a lot of, you know, you can have that if you eat this and you eat this first. There's a lot of negotiation going on. And then I have a four-year-old Max, and he's pretty much vegan. He eats, like, off my plate. I barely even make him his own plate because he likes just to eat what I'm eating. And he's a huge smoothie lover. And I'm going to make a smoothie for you guys today. I pack my smoothies to the brim with fruits and vegetables and great ingredients because kids who even like junk food love smoothies. So that is a good mom tip for how to get more fruits and veggies in your kids. Well, we're all about the mom tips. And if anybody Mm -hmm. has any questions about whole food, plant-based lifestyle and and incorporating things for your family and what to do, I'm sure you'll have a lot of great tips for them as well as talking about the IBS. Yes, yes. And go follow me over on Instagram because what I like to do is I live out in the suburbs. I do not live in the middle of the city. I shop at a regular grocery store just like you do. I love, it's like a fun day if I get to go to Sprouts or Whole Foods, but that's not what my pantry is made up of. So I like to show you that you can cook delicious whole food meals from your regular grocery store. You don't have to break the bank. And it's delicious and it's easy because with three kids, I don't have time to spend two hours in the kitchen dinner. I'd love to. That's like a self-care day for me to spend two hours in the kitchen. But normally I got to get, you know, I got two places I have to be today at the same time at 5.30. So you know it's going to be a quick dinner, but it's still going to be healthy. No excuses over here. Oh, that's great. Okay, we have another true or false question, Green Warriors. IBS patients, when tested for typical food allergies, may come up negative on skin prick tests, even if they react to specific foods such as wheat, dairy, soy sauce, or eggs, or maybe even yogurt. (laughs) Did you know 50 to 80% of people with IBS have food sensitivities? Not necessarily food allergies, 
food sensitivities. And there is a big difference between the two. And I think it's really important that you understand what they are because honestly, I didn't. And a lot of doctors do not. So if you have a true food allergy, that's an immune mediated response. You will know right away if you have an allergy, your throat will close, you might get hives. It does not happen six hours later. It happens immediately. And there's, you know, the top 12 foods that usually cause food allergies. But of course, people get weird food allergies. But you will know immediately if you have a food allergy, okay? It's an immune response. A food sensitivity, on the other hand, these are not going to show up on a scratch test. You can even do the test that you mail in for food sensitivities. It might come back with 100 things. It might it might come back with zero things. They really are not very accurate, but I totally, I've taken them myself. I understand when you're in pain, you take them. I 100% understand that, but they're not very accurate. So just remember that. So okay. that, so when you're having a food sensitivity, that means your body is reacting to it. Now, if you have IBS or any type of um, gut dysbiosis, you are going to have a leaky gut. Your gut wall is very thin. Food can get out if you have leaky gut. And it is not, the food is not supposed to be anywhere but your intestines. That is why if you have leaky gut and you take one of those home tests, you might have a hundred things you're allergic to or 12. I'm being dramatic. And people be like, I can't eat anything. You can. There's probably one or two things on there that are really bothering you that if you take out of your diet, work on upping your fiber, upping your plants, you'll hear, heal your leaky gut, and then you'll be able to eat all of those foods that are on that list. So it's more of tummy troubles. Typically, it can also come up as brain fog, psoriasis is a very popular one, eczema, a lot of skin issues. You know, our body will react out. It's trying to get out. It'll act out through the skin. Um, migraines. There's a lot of symptoms, but gluten and dairy are very big ones for people with IBS. It doesn't mean you're celiac. There's five different categories for gluten allergy. You can be celiac, which is a true allergy. It means you should not even have your toast toasted in a toaster with a piece of gluten bread. You need to be steer clear. You can have a true gluten allergy, an immune mediated gluten allergy. My nephew does, he carries an EpiPen for gluten. You can have a gluten sensitivity where it um, bothers you, gives you a stomach ache, or you could be a lucky one and gluten doesn't bother you at all. So I'm not here to say gluten bothers everybody, but if you have IBS and you came to see me as a dietitian, I'm gonna take gluten and dairy out of your diet for 21 days to see how you feel. Wow. That's a big deal. And these are important things to know because there's so much information and misinformation out there and, and people just need to go with somebody. And, and and if I was looking for a registered dietitian, I mean, I'd be looking for someone like you that has healed yourself and is also familiar with all the the latest research, which is so important because there's lots of dietitians out there, but they're not up on the latest research, unfortunately. I know we can kind of get stuck in our ways as a profession, but I really pride myself on being an an evidence-based dietitian. I have a lot of opinions just like everybody else, but I try to only tell you what I can back up by science. And I'm, I'm just a learner. I'm a continual learner. You know, when I'm walking every day, I'm listening to doctors on podcasts. I'm just continually trying to learn because we can't keep up with the science. Yeah. You know, just one doctor, one dietitian, one nurse. It is overwhelming how much amazing research is coming out. And you have to find a medical professional that's in the headspace of, I can change. Yeah. What I what I thought and believed five years ago might not be true anymore mm-hmm. because the science keeps changing and keeps evolving. So yes, you definitely want to find something. But if you believe that you have 
food sensitivities, you need to be working with a dietitian who knows what they're doing because removing the foods from you, from your diet, and then adding them back in slowly and being monitored, that is the gold standard way to see if you have any of these food sensitivities. Yeah, but but with being professionally monitored is important because it's not something that we can necessarily draw the conclusions just from doing it on our own. Okay, so we have one last true or false question and stay tuned guys because we're going to have some delicious recipes coming up that uh, we're going to be seeing Kelly do. So here is our last question. True or false, kiwi fruit has been shown to improve bowel function in patients with irritable bowel syndrome with constipation. Mm. Okay, what do you say, Kelly? A lowly kiwi fruit. What do you think? It's true, you guys. Two kiwi fruits a day has been shown to be more effective than taking IBS medicine. It helps to restore your gut dysbiosis. Anytime you have IBS, whether you have constipation or diarrhea, it's a symptom of gut dysbiosis. But the kiwi fruit particularly has been shown to help people with IBSC, which is IBS constipation. Guess what? They're delicious. You can find them just at your regular grocery store. Um, I even like to chop them up um, and freeze them. You know, chop them. Don't just throw the whole thing in there frozen or you won't be able to get back into it. Chop them and keep them in the freezer. They freeze really well too because, you know, sometimes you buy them in those huge containers. But, yep, two a day, that'll do it. Yeah, Jesse T said so many varieties. I actually happened to get uh, a couple of varieties today. And I wanted to talk a little bit about kiwi before we move on. Some people think, and this is what I was just going to talk mm -hmm. about, Mona. She said, I'm trying that with skin. So some people think you have to peel the kiwi. So what do, what do you say about that? Well, you don't have to. That is totally just a personal preference. Um, like my kids aren't going anywhere near the skin of a kiwi. So I peel it for them. But if you slice it thin enough, you really don't notice the peel. It's kind of like strawberries. You can eat the top little greens of the strawberries. And if I have strawberries that um, usually I just gobble them up. But if they're going bad and I want to freeze them, I just wash them and freeze them with the greens on and I throw them in my smoothie. And it's just a little extra green. That's wonderful. I'm glad that you talked about that because so often we waste sometimes the most nutritious part of the produce. Mm -hmm. People take the skins off of even potatoes or they peel carrots. And, you know, I think especially if it's organic, it probably is okay not to peel them. I certainly don't. There <laughs> is more nutrition, more nutrition, usually in the peels and the pit of like an orange than in the actual fruit. So the only supplement I recommend to people, it's a product called Juice Plus that I am affiliated with. And the reason they caught my attention when I heard about them is it's not actually Juice Plus. It's Crushed Plus. They crush the entire fruit and vegetable and berry. Even if you are the best eater, a diet, plant-based dietitian, you can't eat these things with your teeth and they make a huge impact on people's health. So the more of the pith you can leave on your orange when you're peeling it and eating, if you can handle a little of the skin on your kiwi, eat the tops of your strawberries, you know, the more you can eat of the whole fruit, the more nutrients you are going to get in your body. Yeah. Well, I, I used to peel the skin off the kiwi until I learned about that. And, and I agree if you cut it up small enough and I mm -hmm. like to mix it in with my big salads. I have huge salads every day. And so I just cut it up very small with the skin on and I mix it in with the rest of the salad and you just kind of taste yeah. some kiwi in there, but you don't notice the, the yeah. skins because you're chewing on greens and, and all these other things as That's well. A great tip to put it in your salad. I've never tried that. I usually make it 
in a little fruit salad. So I'm going to try on a green salad. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking about food, because we're all thinking, hmm, recipe mm. demo, let's get started. So we are going to ask, I want to ask you, what uh, are you going to make for us today? Well, let's make a salad first. It's almost Thanksgiving. Here's my tip. Because you like the rest of my family isn't plant-based either. My dad brings a rotisserie chicken to my house just like on a regular day. So I totally get what it's like to be the lonely vegan in your family. Bring something so delicious that everyone's going to want to have some. So make it big, make it beautiful, bring enough to share. People can't resist your plant-based food because plant food is beautiful. Like if you look at your family's plate on Thanksgiving, it's going to be all beige. And yours is going to be vibrant and colorful. So I have a Brussels sprout salad today that I am going to make you. And you will love this. How many of you out there have become really good at substituting during COVID with the shortages? I couldn't get quinoa today. I couldn't get quinoa. So I'm going to use brown rice, which will make my family even happier because they do not really love quinoa. But <laughs> we will eat it in a, in a few of my salads. So that's another tip. If you have children that don't like an ingredient, but you really want them to eat it, just find ways. I'm sure you can find a way to get your kids to eat it. So I would never just give my family a spoonful of quinoa, but if you put a yummy dressing on it and put it in salad, they are going to eat it up. So, and this has tons of different ingredients. One thing we have learned when it comes to healing the gut is it's not just adding more fiber. It's we really want to add a diversity of plants. Every single plant you eat has its own nutrition profile. It responds to your gut microbiota differently. So the more you can get 30 to 40 different plants in your diet a week has been shown to produce the healthiest guts. And that's really not that hard. We're going to have maybe 10 in this salad. You can count herbs. So I have a tower garden that I grow. And when I'm planting it, it's just in my house. I just go snip off of it. I try to have 12 to 15 different varieties of herbs, lettuces, and kales in there. That way, when I go and just, you know, snip a little bit off from my salad, I'm starting my salad with like 15 different plants. So it doesn't have to be as intimidating as it sounds. Yeah. So, I mean, even like when you go, they have those Italian spice blends. That's diversity, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. So, and you know, kids think it's a fun game. I never recommend people count calories or macros, but you can count plant points and you can count fiber. So let me see how you can get my head. Okay. I have a nice big bowl. Again, make it pretty, make it pretty. I'm going to start off with arugula. Normally I grow my own, but for the sake of this video, I am using a store-bought arugula. If you haven't tried it, it's very peppery. So our very first ingredient in this salad is going to be full of flavor, a little spice. It's going to be our green. You don't always have to do the same lettuce. You could even do multiple lettuces in this salad, but we are going to do arugula. Now I'm actually going to use this whole box, but I want to make it pretty for you guys. So I will pile that on afterwards. Okay. Who doesn't think they like Brussels sprouts? I bet most of the people on here like Brussels sprouts, but I bet your family doesn't. When you roast Brussels sprouts and slice them very thinly, they start to caramelize. So you're going to bring out this natural sweetness that's in Brussels sprouts. So I roasted these yesterday for us. 
see how nice and thinly they're sliced? They're just shaved Brussels sprouts. And I just seasoned them with a little salt and pepper. And you don't have to even put oil on them when you roast them. They'll do all the caramelization themselves. I wish you guys could see my salad a little bit more. Let me see if I can lift you up. And you guys, I'm going to be dumping all of the ingredients that I'm showing you on here, but I want my salad to be very pretty for you guys. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold myself back a little bit. Okay. Let's do some pecans, some healthy fats. I am not afraid of fat. Fat is very healthy for your hormones and we need dietary fat in our diet, but I choose not to get my fat from oils. I choose to get my fat from whole food sources because they have fiber attached. So when you have fiber attached to food, it's in its whole real form. So these are nice, big, beautiful, organic pecans. And I'm just going to, they didn't have any chopped pecans that were organic. So I'm just going to squeeze them by my hand. Same thing with avocados. You know, half an avocado has seven grams of fiber. And when you're aiming for 25 grams of fiber a day, if that sounds daunting to you, just think about having one cup of berries has eight. Half of an avocado has seven. Boom, you're halfway to your goal with just that one meal. Make a nice berry salad with avocado on it. So it isn't as hard as some people make it seem to be. Okay, we're gonna do these beautiful pecans. This is already smelling wonderful. Some dried cranberries, and I just got the ones that don't have any added sugar to them. And again, there are some brands that are better than this, but like I said, I shop at just the regular old grocery store and that is totally fine. So now we're bringing some red color to our salad and these are going to make it sweet and delicious and it really pairs well with that peppery um, arugula. Now I'm going to use brown rice because I told you my store did not have any quinoa and I am taking, let me get a pair of scissors, I'm taking the lazy fruit. Yep, when you're a mom of three, which I am, but mine are older now, you just have to do what you can do to, to, to make that food healthy and make. sometimes you have to find ways of making it a little bit more convenient, and that's okay. And, you know, I did not take any of those shortcuts until I had the second baby. I'm sorry, until I had my third baby. I totally had it handled with two, but the third baby, I was like, okay, mama's going to start buying some frozen veggies. I'm going to start buying some frozen rice. So I usually make a big thing of brown rice at the beginning of the week, but... We're going to use um, this Trader Joe's organic brown rice. They have a secret to it because it is fluffy and delicious. And again, you guys, I'm going to add all this stuff to it. I just want it to be pretty for you. We make big, huge salads. And if I'm being honest, I can eat this entire salad by myself. I am a volume eater. I don't know if I told you guys this, but in my transition to going plant-based, I was 20 to 25 pounds. How amazing is that? I was your typical yo-yo dieter all throughout the 90s. I would try anything. And once I went plant-based, I wasn't even trying to lose weight. I just naturally lost that weight. And that's what I do on Instagram. I started my page to help moms feed their kids more vegetables. But what when I'm talking to the moms, I really realized what the biggest struggle was with, was helping them. And when you help a mom, it trickles down to their family. So I um, run a 10-day plant-based reset that I call the Shred 10. And in 10 days, it's incredible. When you take out the inflammatory foods, the foods that are nutrient devoid that you don't need, and you really fill your body with nourishing food like this for 10 days, you feel so incredible. You do not want to stop. So we are big, big, big fans of eating 
whole foods for our health, for our looks, for our children. I mean, mm -mm -mm. you guys look at this salad already. Look at this. Okay. That is beautiful and so colorful. But I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, I like food too. And I could just I could just eat that all by myself. Eat the whole thing. And I'm also <laughs> supposed to put some red onion and apple in here. And I forgot to chop them this morning. So poor Amy, I was we were doing our sound check and I had handyman come in. My little Max is trying to help us out. So. She had real mom life happen, but that's yeah. okay because she's and she's still here with us, which we really appreciate. And, and that, you know, that's okay. These are the things that you kind of get go around because it's real life. It's not always this, oh, look at me. I'm doing this perfect recipe demo and everything is just, you know, perfect. That's not how life is. But, we, but we still make it work. We make it work and no excuses. That's what I'm always trying to share with people on Instagram. You can do this and not be perfect. Your meals don't have to look like the cover of Instagram. Did you know a plant-based meal is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Get yourself an amazing high quality bread, all natural peanut butter, organic jelly, throw in an apple, and I'm giving that an A plus meal. You don't have to make these like amazing Buddha bowls that you see on Instagram, even though we love them, just sometimes we don't have the time. Okay, every salad needs an amazing dressing, right? I have a three ingredient salad dressing for you, and this is just equal parts. So on the recipe that we're gonna put below, I say two tablespoons, but you know, I say the more dressing the better. I'm going to make a bigger one because my family loves this and then they'll just eat off this all week. It's amazing when you have a great dressing. Oh my gosh, I might have to go get my husband. When you have a great dressing, how people will eat a lot more salad. Yeah. Okay, I have another one in the fridge. That's maple syrup. I use real maple syrup. I am not afraid of sugar, but I like whole, real, intact, you know, maple syrup, honey, dates, those types of things. Yeah, and you could use, if some people don't use maple syrup because of whoever they happen to be following, but you could also use uh, date syrup too. Instead. Absolutely. Date syrup has a lot more flavor. Um, it's very thick for a dressing, but I haven't tried it, but I bet it would absolutely work. But my favorite dressing of all times, I just mix a tiny bit of maple syrup and Dijon mustard. I'm a huge mustard fan. But oh, this yes. one's a little fancier. We're going to use a nice balsamic because it's thing. I'm pretending it's Thanksgiving, right? Again, I would eat this any day of the week. Put it in a nice mason jar. And if you guys think mustard's too spicy, just try different um, brands. Because the grape Poupon, I absolutely love. But it's way too spicy for a salad dressing for me. So I really love this one. It's a Simple Truths organic brand. You can find it. It's a My store's called Fries, but it's a, um, a Kroger company. Now, I have a nice organic vinegar that's nice and mm, thick and yummy so again we just kind of do equal parts and then i would show you topping with maple syrup but we'd have to get my husband on here to open it up for me i tell you what my grip strength has gotten so bad in covid because my husband used to work he's an attorney and he works downtown and he used to be gone literally all day that's why i would make these two-hour meals when i just had two kids and then um, he came home with COVID and he's still here working. He had court this morning and I cannot open any jars now to save my he life. He was always, he's, he's been there. <laughs> your, your jar opening workout, 
you haven't been doing it lately. If Sometimes you if you have like a, a rubber gloves, I don't know if you use them, that, that can be helpful too. But yeah. yeah. I used to have one of those and I got, you know, it shredded. I got rid of it because I got, I got my man in there. So you just, you know, you just shake it all up and I'll add my maple syrup later when I go to serve it. We're going to have this for lunch. I was chopping it all up and my 17 year old, I said, you're making me hungry, mom. How long is your interview going to be? I mean, she smells those Brussels sprouts. I mean, it's just real yeah. food smells good. It smells good. And I'm always the first to admit it takes a little bit more preparation. Eating healthy doesn't just magically happen. You have to go to the grocery store. You have to have a plan. But if you can spend, you know, 20 to 30 minutes on Sunday making your grocery list, writing down the meals that you're going to make during the week, and just make your grocery list and get it delivered or do the car service. You don't even have to go into the grocery store anymore. You're going to feel so much better. You're going to get those 20 to 30 minutes back tenfold. Oh, well, like we talked about in the beginning about how uh, how you were part of that statistics with oh. all those doctor visits you've got your money your your wow. your oh, yeah. time back so in more than tenfold probably just because of all the doctor visits that you were going to I would lay on the couch as soon as I got home from work I'd work in the hospital making people feel better and then I would come home and lay on the couch for the rest of the night. This was before I had kids and before I changed my diet. My IBS was so bad, it really drains you. I mean, I know it doesn't sound like the worst diagnosis in the world. There's a lot more serious pressing issues, but when you have it and you suffer, it really does take a toll on your life. So again, if you have it and you're watching, you have my fullest sympathies, but I hope that I'm not only inspiring you, I hope I'm motivating you to make some changes to your diet. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. You know visit some great websites, you know, uh, watch Forks Over Knives, you know, just really change your mindset to how can I help myself get healthy because you really can. Okay. Do you want to make a smoothie now? Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that. It's big. It's beautiful. It's back there. Now this is how I replaced my frozen yogurt addiction was with smoothies. Feels great going down, very minimal, you know, digestion needed. One of my tips though, cause you know, you can suck a smoothie down in five minutes, eat it with a spoon. I'm gonna show you how to make a super thick, delicious smoothie. It's going to taste like ice cream. I promise you, your pickiest eater at your house will eat it and you are going to feel amazing. And the way I make my smoothie, it's gonna keep you full for three to four hours. So this is not just, you know, banana and spinach mixed together. You are going to feel amazing. So taking my Vitamix, any blender will do. And I'm going to add one cup of almond milk. You can use any plant-based milk you like. I personally, I love almond milk and I love soy milk. I love soy milk in my cereal and I love soy milk in my coffee. But um, for smoothies, I love almond milk. I love the flavor that it gives. And it's not too many calories because like I said, I love 25 pounds. I got to watch it a little bit. We're going to do some organic pumpkin pie spice. Oh, I didn't realize I'd taken the top of it off. There we go. And this just smells this is another Thanksgiving smoothie. And I want you guys to know, I am going to be having, well, I'm not going to have this on Thanksgiving because I'm going on vacation, but normally I'd be having this on Thanksgiving. I'll probably make it on Christmas morning. I have a smoothie 365 days a year, rain or shine, on vacation or not, I take my smoothies ingredients with me because that is how I feel my best because I like to start my day with hydration. Smoothies are very hydrating. I like to start my day with a fruit, 
with a vegetable, with some protein, balance out my blood sugar. Your day is golden if you start your day. Are you a smoothie lover? Amy? I am a smoothie lover, oh. absolutely. And every morning with, and even when I travel, Yay. I am always having a smoothie. And and if sometimes when you travel, you can't always have access to the best foods that you can, but at least you know you had your smoothie. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to use, I told you before, I am a Juice Plus ambassador. Juice Plus Complete Protein. Not only is this delicious, because most plant-based proteins are not delicious. Something I love as a dietitian is it's NSF certified. Not very many protein powders are. That's a third-party verification. They batch test them to make sure there's no yucky ingredients in there. It's safe. It's clean. So I feel really confident not only drinking this myself, but of course, giving it to my precious babies. Because you know, if you're a mom, you have never had a smoothie all by yourself because your kids are right there trying to steal your smoothie. Even my dogs try to steal my smoothies. I've got two little King um, Charles Cavaliers, and they're always trying to steal my smoothies. Yeah, dogs like vegetables. <laughs> you know, for me, whenever I, I was chopping things on the cutting board, my dog would come out and hope that I would drop something on the floor. You know, so That's yeah, so they, they like it. We never eat alone as moms. Uh, we're going to add some oats. So think about this. If you're giving this to your kids, you have a whole grain. We're going to have a fruit. We're going to have a vegetable. It makes it nice and thick and delicious. So I'm going to do about two tablespoons. Now I'm going to pop to my freezer really quick. And Jesse T said, yes, I freeze my smoothies before I travel. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah. I've, I began doing that as well, freezing my smoothies. Because so sometimes, go ahead. How what? do you take it? In a cooler? I, I use a Ziploc bag, but now I double the Ziploc bag because especially if you're flying with the airplane, the pressure in the cabin and so forth can maybe sometimes change. <laughs> the, so sometimes I've had a, a, a bag leak, so I'll do a double bag. But yes, yeah, I so so because I can't always take my Vitamix or whatever it is with me. So if, wow, yeah. that is a good tip. Yep. Okay, I have a roasted sweet potato. And you know how sweet and delicious sweet potatoes are when you slow roast them. So this one was gooey and gooey and dripping, and it is going to make an amazing smoothie. And guess what? My family doesn't like sweet potatoes unless they're covered in marshmallows and brown sugar on Thanksgiving, but they like this smoothie because it's, I'm telling you, whatever you want your kids to eat, you throw it in a smoothie, and they're going to love it. Okay. So what so, you did was you roasted the sweet potato and then did you freeze it? I roasted it. Yep. Then I chopped it and I froze it. Again, don't just freeze it. The whole thing. You'll yeah. Never yeah. It up. So like chop it up. And you have the skin on. Yes. <laughs> We're going to do a banana. Okay. I love bananas. Absolutely. I buy about 20 a week. Now, here is a little tip. I like to put spinach in smoothies. Most people do. The only problem is it changes the color. So if I'm doing a chocolate smoothie, it always gets spinach. But if I'm doing a vanilla smoothie, it gets chopped zucchini. Yes, with the skin on, it's raw. You guys, it makes the creamiest, thickest smoothies. It blends. It's creamy. It's amazing. So I chop it really fine. I'll show you. Again, I'm one of those little slap choppers that I got on Amazon. So now we're having a starch, a whole grain, a fruit. And, and you've, all, you've also chopped and you froze this as well, right? Yep. And it's raw. So the sweet potato was cooked because we want it to get uh, all those beautiful starches developed and the sugars developed to be nice and sweet. 
but this is raw and chopped. So that is it. Are you ready to blend up? I know you're going to mute, mute me while I blend because it is going to get really, really loud. So we will be. Yep. I'm muting you now and she's going to be blending. And if you guys have any questions for Kelly about feeding kids plant-based nutrition or IBS or any of the recipes that she's making, whatever it is that, that you have questions about, you go ahead and put them in the comments and we're going to post them up for her. And I love how Kelly has gotten a lot of her ingredients already prepared ahead of time and in the freezer. And so this way she can just grab those bags and, and put the ingredients right in her smoothie. And I sometimes will use Ziploc bags like that. And because it's plant-based and you don't have to worry about cross-contamination, I, I rinse my bags out and reuse them. So it's, it's a really great strategy. And I love how she's packing all these nutrients in to, for her kids so that they can maybe not know what's in there, but they're going to certainly enjoy it. Okay. okay. Are you ready to see the map? Yeah. We are ready. Look how nice and thick and creamy. Are you ready for this? Look at this, you guys. I mean... Come on, who does not want to come over for lunch and eat this? It smells like sweet potato pie, and it's nice and thick and creamy. So if you are an ice cream addict, recovering, or current, you are going to be obsessed with this. And look how much you get. If you are someone who is on a weight loss journey, this is a huge amount of food. This probably has about between three and 350 calories in it. And look how thick and creamy and delicious and eat it with the spoon eat your smoothies with the spoon it will slow you down so you can actually enjoy it you won't get an ice cream headache it's better for your digestion if you think smoothies give you a tummy ache make sure you're not using whey protein that's from animals and it is does give people tummy aches and then try using a spoon because it's going to slow down so you're not gulping down a lot of air oh look at that <laughs> Don't you want that, Amy? You could do a I little. Do. I will be making that. <laughs> I will definitely be making that. That is that just looks so good. Delicious. Let me put this in the freezer because I'm going to have this the moment we are done chatting. Yep, that'll be your reward. And that I love how we we're not counting calories, and you lost weight, and you ate this way, and you're not counting calories. You're just absolutely count counting. Uh, Fiber. <laughs> I'm a big in crowding out the bad. When you think about what you're going to add to your diet, you only have one stomach, so you're naturally going to be eating less of the, you know, naughtier food, if we will, or the nutrient void food when you're adding in all these good foods. And then the more you do it, the better you're going to feel and you're going to have more energy to tackle the next meal. So start with breakfast. Just have a smoothie. Don't think about it. Wake up, make a smoothie. Every nice. day, I don't think about it. Wake up, make a smoothie. Boom, a third of your meals are great because smoothies are amazing. And then you can go to lunch and then you can tackle dinner. So a lot of people I know, um, you know, they're vegan until dinner. They're plant-based until dinner. And I say, that's amazing. You're making amazing progress. So I'm not a big believer in all or nothing. I think that can be really, um, you know, people can kind of feel bad about themselves and they feel like they're always on and off the wagon. S stay on. Don't. There's no wagon. It's like a scooter. You know, you might put your foot down for a second and you just get back on, do a little dance. We're all just doing the best we can. 
Exactly. I love that metaphor. That's just great. And it just, I mean, it really didn't take much time at all. And these are, as long as you have these things on hand and, and you know what you want to do and, and there's, and I think after a while, when you adopt this lifestyle, you kind of use some of the same recipes over and over again, because you, you have your favorites. Absolutely. And you know what, that's whether you eat a plant-based diet or a standard American diet. Most people only have, you know, about five recipes they cycle through. So there, it's no different and no different. But I do find people who are plant-based eaters do a little bit better with variety just because we tend to be foodies. We have yeah. so many more options. You know, we definitely get away from just the, you know, meat, starch, veggies. Yeah. And we watch awesome recipe demos like this and we say, oh, I have to try that. I've not tried that yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tennis and Yoga Girl said, Kelly is very encouraging. Oh, yes, you are. You. Thank you. Come over to Instagram and say hi. I love to talk to people. I really don't like to just stand at the camera and talk to myself. I love talking to you today, Amy, and I love it when I get to interact and learn from people because when you tell me what you struggle with, that helps me know what to talk about. So on my Instagram, I do all the matches in my stories. I'm like a talker, as you can tell. So I like to give nutrition, um, like nutrition 101 in my stories. We talk, talk about different subjects every day. Yesterday, we did the benefits of adding whole grains to your diet. Today, it's going to be the benefits of going plant-based. Today is the last day of um, my last round of my plant-based challenge. So I want people to know what just happened in your body in the last 10 days. It's incredible. You're reducing your inflammation, reducing your blood pressure, improving your cardiac marker, improving your genes. There are studies that you even are improving your mood by going plant-based. I mean, nothing bad happens when you go plant-based. Only positive change. Yes, absolutely. I mean, some studies are showing, and this is not something you should do diagnose yourself, but that sometimes some of these medications that are prescribed for mood are the results from having those medications versus going plant-based. I mean, mm-hmm. it's basically about the same or even better. Especially with IBS, so there's a big link between IBS and um, depression yeah. and anxiety. So. Yeah, I would it. imagine because, yeah, I would imagine a lot of anxiety because, I mean, anytime somebody goes through some kind of uh, a high alert kind of primal thing, a lot of the times it's their tummy gets all upset. Yes. So when you're getting those upset feelings, your body is saying, uh-oh, <laughs> something bad's about to happen. Oh, my goodness. I would imagine a lot of anxiety. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Well, that. That looked really good. Thank you. I hope you try it. If you do, let me know. Okay. And especially uh, the zucchini tip, because I love that one. So Mona said, what would she suggest for IBSC? I may go three to four days without. I'm assuming she means without going to the bathroom. So we'd want to start doing those kiwis every day. Take two kiwis a day and call me in the morning is what I would say. But in all reality, I would, um, if you're eating gluten and dairy now, I suggest doing um, an elimination trial to see if that helps you. The more water you can eat, the more movement you can get, even just, you know, a walk around the block a few times a day really helps gut motility and really increasing the fiber in your diet. But you want to go slowly if you're someone who's not eating a plant-based diet right now. Um, We don't want to cause a clog in your system. So go slowly. Make sure you're staying hydrated. Chia seeds are also excellent for um, getting your bowels moving. Oh, yes. That sounds like good good advice. 
So if somebody was uh, trying to adopt this lifestyle, what would you suggest that they, especially if they couldn't find, you know, a physician or a dietitian that was on board with this, what could they do? What should they do at first? I would suggest going to the bookstore, getting some great plant-based cookbooks because you have control over what you're cooking in your kitchen. And if you don't know where to start, there's thousands upon thousands of cookbooks, blogs, people on Instagram sharing recipes. Just find a couple recipes you like. Don't feel like you have to be like Martha Stewart in the kitchen and do something amazing every day, but try out some things. You won't know if you like it until you try it. Smoothie for breakfast, especially if you're having trouble going to the bathroom, is amazing. What if you did a smoothie for breakfast, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch, and a huge amazing amazing salad with some plant protein and a starch at dinner? How easy is that? That would be really, really easy and affordable and a great place to start. Okay. Elaine has a question for you. What can I do to not always have diarrhea after eating? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this goes back to, it's interesting that gut dysbiosis can cause diarrhea or constipation. And it's always the root problem is the same. So again, adding more fiber to your diet. I know it sounds like it could go in the opposite direction, but really look at adding the whole nourishing foods to your diet, increasing the fiber, increasing your whole grains. And if it does not stop, that's definitely something you want to see the doctor about because you can get dehydrated and malabsorption problems. So Right. And I, I think that I heard that sometimes, and we're not diagnosing anybody because we're not physicians, but for some people who have diarrhea, sometimes it's constipation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you always want to be working with your gastroenterologist if you have IBS. It's definitely something, even though you can help yourself, still make sure because unless you are being thoroughly checked out, you really don't know what the root problem is. But yes, a lot of people who have constipation do end up having diarrhea. Too. So then they're confused. They might self-medicate with some medications. That's why we always want to first check with our doctor and then add more fiber to your diet. That is like, if I could say one thing, add more fiber to your diet. Okay. So uh, Angela said, I have IBS. What is a good vegetable to eat? What plant-based foods should be avoided? Well, I would say you should not avoid any plant food. The variety is the spice of life and it's great for your gut. But I bet where this is coming from, I bet you have trouble digesting cruciferous vegetables and maybe some of the higher food vegetables. That's kind of my guess. So if you are, let's just say today you have IBS and you decide you're going to go plant-based, please don't go make a broccoli salad and add beans to it. You will be feeling like you're going to die. Your gut is a muscle, just like you wouldn't go to the gym and you know pick up 50-pound weights and start curling. You better start with those fives and work up. So slowly adding in those vegetables. Be slow with the cruciferous vegetables because they are more gas-producing. That doesn't mean you should avoid them. They're excellent for you. But just go slow, and you can build up your tolerance to them. Oh, that's very good. Okay, so... Um... Joe said, can you please discuss FODMAP? FODMAP, yes. So gluten is a FODMAP. That's why I believe a lot of people who don't have a sensitivity or an allergy feel better when they don't eat a lot of gluten. It's just, they're harder to digest and they cause um, symptoms in your stomach, if you know what I mean. So those are foods that I don't want you to avoid. Again, if you think you have trouble and you want to try a low FODMAP diet, I suggest you work with a dietitian because they are healthy foods. So they're not foods that you want to cut out of your diet altogether. So we go 
low, we lower them, and then we add them back in. And again, we watch what happens under a trained professional. So that's something that you can read up on on yourself. But if you really want to try going on a low food mop diet, I want you to um, find a professional for sure. Right. And, and no, limit your diet too much because that can have opposite problems. Yeah. And know that that this FODMAP diet that we're talking about, this is not a permanent yes, eating exactly. style that some people, they just go on it permanently and they don't realize that this is just something to help ease some symptoms and make discoveries and then get you to the place that you need to be, right? Exactly. 100% exactly. Okay. So Avery said, I have IBS. Is it okay to eat cayenne pepper? I don't see why not. If it bothers you, don't eat it. If you like it, eat it. I don't, I don't know of any uh, research studies that say you should avoid it, but I don't like cayenne pepper or spicy food. So I can't say I've done much um, personal research on the matter. (laughs) Uh, Jake said, I really like cheese and eat it especially when I'm stressed. How can I stop? What can I eat instead? Great question. You know, a lot of times when we love cheese, we love the fat, right? We love the fat that the cheese provides. It's a good mouthfeel. It adds flavor to the food. So there are a lot of great dairy-free cheeses that you can replace them with. They're also high in fat. I call that a transition food. That's not something I'd want people to eat forever, Um, because there are a lot better options. But in the transition, you know, if you like cheddar cheese, there's a cheddar, vegan cheddar cheese you can try. But I suggest that you go to whole real food sources. So if you're someone who puts like cheese, like has a grilled cheese sandwich, I would do avocado toast and put some nice pink Himalayan sea salt on it because you're going to get the fat that you love from your cheese. You're going to get a little bit of salt because it's cheese is salty. So you're going to be hitting all those notes in your mouth without having the negative side effects. And same thing, like if you love like say feta cheese on your salad, you don't want to eat a salad unless there's feta cheese on there. You can make your own feta cheese with tofu. It tastes like feta cheese. So again, that's why getting creative in the kitchen can really, really help you get over these hurdles. I make a cashew cheese sauce that hands down is better than any real cheese there. It even bakes. We put it on a pizzas and it actually like bakes and browns. It's incredible. So there's a plant option for everything out there. Yeah. And we're so fortunate now. I mean, I started in 2012 and there really wasn't much information out there. So we're just so fortunate now that there, there's a lot of great people like you doing recipe demos and, and sharing recipes. So yeah. there's Thank lots you. of information. That's great. Jesse T said, great cheese tips. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Um, And then I had, let me just see. I think I wanted to ask you a a question. Oh, so, oh, what do you eat in a day? That would be my question. Okay. Oh, I love chocolate. (laughs) And I will tell you that no day is exactly the same. I always wake up and I have a million things I want to eat. And I know I have one tummy, so I have to narrow it down because I always start my day with a smoothie. So that's like off the table. It's a smoothie. I look forward to it. I love my smoothies. I mix up the fruits, everything. Delicious. And then for lunch, if I'm really busy, like today, I'm going to have that smoothie. It's delicious. I'm busy because I've been doing this and prepping for this. And so I will have that. And then for dinner, I'm going to have that salad. And I'm going to make it huge and put all my ingredients that I have out in there. But I'm going to have a snack because I like to eat at least four times a day. Every time you eat, it's an opportunity to add more nutrients to your diet. And you really do want to eat every couple hours to keep your blood sugar nice and stable. So, goodness. Okay, breakfast is always a smoothie. 
Lunch is either another smoothie or maybe an acai bowl with some homemade granola, a big, huge salad. I love making homemade tortilla pizzas, and I have a great recipe for zucchini pepperoni because I love pepperoni. And so I just put all the herbs and seasonings on zucchini. It's absolutely delicious. I'm a big fan of sushi. If I go out to eat for lunch, often I'll go and get a vegetable and an avocado sushi roll. Um, I love making rice bowls. I love making banana pancakes. I have a sweet tooth, if you can tell. <laughs> I love, and I'll make pumpkin pancakes. I would make sweet potato pancakes. Um, I love a big bowl of oatmeal. I would treat it just like an acai bowl. I'd make my big bowl of oats and I'd put, you know, make it pretty neat their eyes. I'd put bananas and berries and some nut butter and probably some seeds on it. Um, I mean, if it's a plant, I eat it. Um, for snacks, a lot of times I love fruit. I am, I could live on fruit. I love fruit. So I'll do fruit and um, I love to do what I call a raw banana split. So I'll put my banana in the center of a bowl, put berries on either side. So it's beautiful. That gets your kids to want to eat it too. And then I'll cover my banana with almond or peanut butter, some hemp and chia seeds. Delicious. So again, not complicated. I'll make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or peanut butter and jelly toast. I love um, sweet potatoes. It's another snack that I really enjoy. And I'll put, again, like almond butter. I'm a sweet person. So I would do almond butter, peanut butter with cinnamon. Again, some maybe some seeds on top to make it um, a more complete meal. And then dinner, dinner is up in the air. I make everything. I love curries. I love, um, oh goodness, I love enchiladas. I have a really great recipe for a plant-based lasagna. You name it, I'll make it. And I'll make it vegan and I'll make it tasty. Huh. And that's it, it's wonderful because you've discovered that how to make these delicious recipes and make it healthy, and you're still provide you're providing this information and nutrition for your family, and they're they're eating it, and maybe they're not all 100% on board, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I mean, I remember hearing uh, Dr. Furman talk about how his uh, son, who went off to college, you know, was never completely on board. And then he came home uh, for a couple of weeks and was eating just that food. And he said, oh, wow, my back acne is gone. And so he sometimes they just have to make those discoveries for themselves and, and what it is that may, <laughs> may <Yes>. help them. <laughs> I'm going to keep leading by example. I, I don't want to be my family's right. Please. I don't want to be your food, please. I don't want to be my own food, please. Food is comfort. Food, you know ancestral. I mean, you know, a lot of stuff goes into what we eat, but I think when you lead by example and you make yummy, delicious foods, people will eat it. Okay. And Jennifer said diverticulitis. What about seeds? Mm. If you're having a flare up, you absolutely, if you're having diverticulitis, which is the flare up, you absolutely should not have seeds. But if you have diverticulosis, which is where you've had pockets, but you're not in a flare, again, talk to your doctor. I don't want to give medical advice, but you usually can have seeds. Because we don't want to be avoiding all those. You know, we don't want to be avoiding strawberries and vegetables that have seeds in them. But again, talk to your doctor about that. Okay. Well, that's good advice. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So why don't you tell us what you do? And you kind of touched about it a little bit, but tell us more about that. Yeah. So I do all my work on Instagram now, which is really exciting. I started off in the hospital. I retired after I had my daughter 17 years ago, and I did private consults on and off um, throughout, you know, raising my children. And then I just had this great idea 
to turn just my little Instagram page where I shared things into really a real page where I could help people because I just had this moment where I realized that I have a good voice and I have a great message and I the way I share and show up is different than really any other dietitian. So I was like, I am just going to start showing up on Instagram and sharing my message and it's been incredible. So that is what I do now. I share my nutrition information on Instagram. I don't do many private consults anymore because I created my 10-day plant-based reset, which I call my shred 10. I created it to really help everyone. It's a gut reset. It's great for weight loss, weight management. It's great if you have cardiac risk factors. Everything in your body, which you know, Amy, improves when you go on a whole food plant-based diet. And how I do it that I think is a little different is I make, I'm just very realistic and I don't make people, you know, grind their own wheat. You know, anyone can do it, whether you love to cook or hate to cook. And then I also couple that with the Juice Plus products. I'm a huge believer in them. They have over 42 gold standard double bond research studies with major hospitals and universities, MD Anderson Cancer Center. And if you have gut dysbiosis, I can assure you, you are not even absorbing all of the fruits and vegetables and whole grains, nuts and seeds you're eating because your gut isn't strong enough to break down all the fiber and extract the nutrients. That's what happened to me. I was covered in bruises, even though I was eating some fruits and vegetables. I just wasn't absorbing what I was eating. So the capsules, they're whole food capsules. I have them right there. They're actually still raw. So you're getting all those raw living enzymes. They get right into the blood. They're very bioavailable and you're getting all the nutrients without the sugar and the fiber. So you don't have to break them down. So I sell those and I do my shred program with the yummy shakes I was showing you because I'm a big believer in just packing those smoothies as full as you can with all the great nutrition. And then I'm a full-time mom <laughs> and I'm busy every second of the day and I don't sleep that much. <laughs> Yep, I can attest to that. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, thanks, Kelly, for sharing your IBS journey and helping our Green Warriors learn what can be done about well, that. I helped at least one person today. I bet, well, we had questions, so I'm sure that you did, and we'll be having the replay, too. And thanks for showing us how to prepare all that healthy and delicious food, too. You're so welcome. I hope you guys try out some of my recipes. Yeah, and I encourage all of you that when we have applause, that's we just click like, and that's how we do applause. So if you want to give <laughs> Kelly applause, that's a great way to do it. So, Screen Warriors, tell us what you're going to remember. What is your takeaway from today's presentation? And please stay tuned for a special announcement. I did also want to thank Just Test Voice because she did the voiceover and the promos, and she's always so helpful with us. And Just Test Voice, tell us who's coming up next. Esther struggled with weight loss for years. Finally, at age 72, Esther went from size 26 to size 6. Hear her lessons learned about the keto diet. Join us on Friday, November 18th, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Be Green with Amy Live. Well, most of all, I want to thank all of you for watching and listening and sharing and liking. And as a special thank you, if you, I'm offering you five free recipes. You just go to begreenwithamy.com slash join and I'll send them to you. And go ahead and take your right hand and grab your left shoulder and take your left hand and grab your right shoulder. Now squeeze. That's a hug from me to you. And if you want to join me, with Kelly and she's going to be doing my be strong, be well, and be green. Are you ready, Kelly? I'm ready. Okay. 
Well, until I see you guys again, remember, be strong, be well, and be, be green. green. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks again for having me. Now you can listen to Be Green with Amy expert interviews wherever you go. Listen while walking, meal prepping, or traveling. Find Be Green with Amy on Apple, Google, Alexa, Amazon, or virtually anywhere you find podcasts. Be strong, be well, and be green with Be Green with Amy.